Right, so today I'm joined with Josh. So you want to give yourself a little intro? Yeah, yeah. hi mate. Um, yeah, Josh, um, sort of in terms of sport and fitness, I'd say uh, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none, have a little bit of a background in boxing, running, uh, powerlifting. So yeah, hopefully we'll get to talk about, about those today. Um, yeah. And then day to day, currently working in, in the UK banking sector, but looking to launch my own uh, sports nutrition brand uh, later this year. Nice. So we, we jump into powerlifting then. So you tell me a little bit about that. Like what got you into it? How yeah. You yeah. Sure. So um, well, I've been going to the gym for seven or eight years now. Maybe, maybe more. I don't know. So I've always you know, been going in and out, bench press, squats, mm. um, deadlifts. But I, I'm, I'm just someone who quite likes the intensity side of, of the training, training aspect. Yeah. So, you know, building up to that big set or, the, you know, just the one rep the, or the new PB, I, I just love that and, you know, putting the headphones on and going for it. Mm. Um, and then I think it's, I might have seen a video of Larry Wheels on Instagram or something. And it's like, this guy's a monster. Like, what yeah. the hell is he doing? And then started researching it and got into it. And I'm, I'm definitely someone who would like just chuck myself into something and then try and figure it out. So yeah, yeah I signed up for a powerlifting competition pretty quick after getting into it. And that sort of gives you that tunnel vision of like, oh, here's my goal. Yeah. I've got a few months to try and get myself ready. But massive learning experience, but good fun at the same time. Oh yeah, I find like, when you're when you're strength training normally like before comp you don't really take it as seriously trying to lead up to like when you do a one rm but the second i found with me anyway like the second i had this comp books my first one booked i took everything so much more seriously last started eating so much better my training was just like a lot more focused because i had literally a deadline where i almost had to like perform in front of people so honestly it's, it, it, i kind of find it just amazing how much like focus you can get from you know, whether it's a powerlifting meet or a race that you've entered or a boxing fight in my cases, it's just, it's just like laser like, um, but it's good though. Cause you can see what your body can do when, when you're trying to push yeah. it to the limit. So my limits were pretty low, but <laughs> it's still good fun trying to try to put some weight on the bar. Mm, it's good fun. When did you, when did you compete then? That's so like, yeah, for, so I've done two competitions. Last one was, um in december so about six months ago now seven months ago and then the previous one was the december of the following year so oh, no. yeah about a year and a half ago first competition um i can't even remember what i did maybe like a 200 or 190 deadlift um like a 112 110 bench and then squat was 140 i think so i, I did the classic like failed every attempt first time round like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like honestly I think so squats I remember I didn't wait for the down command so I just oh, went and, and, and I, I squared it back up and he, he red flagged me and I was like what, what? Mm. Like, I've definitely done this right um, and then bench again didn't wait for the down command just went uh, <laughs> so yeah it's a big learning experience but um, yeah I did that and then the second one um, a couple of my mates actually joined me for it because I sort of said, uh, I'm doing this, we all train, you know, we're all the same weight, so let's have a go. Yeah. Um, so that was really good fun. Um, yeah, so done two. I want to do a third at yeah. some point. It's just, obviously, I've had no gym for the last three and a half months, so yeah. it's getting back into it and then and see where we're at after summer, probably. Yeah. 
I find like the commands because I know on my first comp the bench bench commands I always hate because obviously well, it's the uh, it's the down pause and then yeah. press and then rack yeah. and I completely forgot about the rack so I'd get to the top. As I get to the top, I pretty much just chuck it straight back onto the rack. It's so but, natural, right? It yeah. Like, my okay. opener and my second, I just kept doing that. And I just completely forgot to, like, that you actually have to hold it and control it at the top. And then they're like, rack. And then they actually take it off you. So I've messed up yeah. both my opener and the second lift on my first, on my first comp. Yeah. Like, most recent comp, I still did the same. Because it's <laughs> so natural. Just the second you get it to the top, just chuck it back in. Also, it's really hard to replicate those that environment, I think, because, mm. yeah, like, first of all, I like training alone. Um, so, you know, let's say 80, 90 percent of sessions I train alone. But obviously leading up to that competition, I was training with my two mates. So they could obviously give me the command, but there's not 50 people watching me. You know, you haven't got like a, a music that you're walking out to. It's just a completely different environment. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I'm not wearing a um, <laughs> like a, the outfit that they have to wear. You know, <laughs> so it's... Uh, it's different, but it, yeah, I tell you what, I, I learned so much from that first experience because it's just, it's like they're almost sim like different lifts because I went from just normal squatting, high bar to low bar, and it's just like a different lift. Um, so it absolutely wrecks my shoulders, but um, yeah, I did that. The bench, obviously, it's like a pause. Again, hadn't really done that prior to the training. A deadlift was, yeah, deadlifts it doesn't really change, but yeah. um, you know, it's, definitely deadlift something i had to try and build up for the comp because i think when you're in a hypertrophy phase for me deadlifts is like it, it takes so much out of your body and then yeah. to try and get in the hypertrophy working after is quite difficult so i remember with my deadlift days um because i had two different coaches at one point or the one of the coaches i used with the deadlift day he would chuck it in so heavy and so like so it wasn't a lot to do but because they were so heavy um and low reps i pretty much had to split it into two days uh two <laughs> parts of the day so like in the morning i'd go in and do say my six sets of two on deadlift go home because i was literally absolutely like knackered come back in the evening and do my hip thrusts my rdls and stuff and because they were all still quite heavy as well it absolutely yeah. out of me like it wasn't a lot to to do like with regards to like variations of exercises but because it was just so heavy and so intense on my body it literally just took it out of me i said i think like deadlifts for me is i just feel wrecked after it like that lower back it just it feels fried <laughs> and like your central nervous system is just shot because it's like the, the amount of pressure you put under but i think that's kind of the better you get at powerlifting is the more you can tolerate of doing that, but then also doing all the accessories after yeah. it as well. Um, I think that's where a lot of new powerlifters don't have, they don't have that stamina, right? So yeah. neither do I. Um, there's definitely something you have to try and work out. Yeah. I find, I find with deadlift, it really like mentally fatigues me more than, more than physically. It's yeah. Physically just drain me, but deadlifts for some reason just mentally fatigue me so, so much. I get knackered just putting the weight on the bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so many plates. It's like, if they don't have like the axle or anything, I'm yeah. like, trying to lift it up myself. It's when you're done, um, you've got to take them all off again, pretty much deadlift all the plates up, then take them to the other side of the gym. It's, it's so long, but yeah, no, it's, um, that's the problem. So I, I live in London, right? And it might seem a bit odd, but there's actually not that many good gyms near me. Mm. Um, so I'm I like, I said good in like, having that like powerlifting equipment so I'm, yeah. I'm training it in any time fitness at the moment and yeah. it's a good gym it's decked out it's big but it's definitely 
aimed at you, you more casual gym goer. Yeah. You know, is the, the the equipment like they don't have any deadlift bars. No. The bars they do have a pretty basic. You know, like not much grip on them at all, stuff like that. So they don't really like people using chalk. Um, it's just yeah, because obviously, typically, if I'm in the office pre pre lockdown, um, like I have to try and get the cheap home, go to the gym straight away, and come home. Yeah. But that could be like half eight by the time I'm home, right? So yeah. it's and then I'm obviously down trying to build the brand, is getting all that work in as well. So yeah, yeah, it's quite difficult at times, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. What about what about you? What's your gym situation where you are? Um, what with regards to like lockdown and things or yeah, yeah. Before. So before, um, so I kind of hopped in between two gyms. So when I first started powerlifting, uh, I was at a really good gym for pretty much powerlifting, Olympic lifting style training because they had all the Olympic bars, they had the calibrated plates and those sort of things, uh, lifting platform and that. So I could literally like almost replicate like a comp. Uh, yeah day. perfect um and then i moved to a pure gym to work at um it's still got a platform and all that like it's still great to train at um so I, I do manage to get my training in like quite well like i can replicate a comp day pretty well apart from um what's it um a monolift because i was in the gym yeah. for a little bit and they use a monolift right. i didn't realize how different it was i've never used one what's it like so the really weird thing is, so obviously with the standard one where you walk the walk out, you, you get set up, you get your back nice and tight, you get up, then you walk back. But with the monolift, you have to get completely set up as you get under the bar because you're not allowed to walk back because um, you get red-lighted if you... If you really? Yeah. So it, it was really weird because normally I'll kind of... I'll get like right under the bar, but I won't get comfortably to squat in that position because I'm so used to walking out. Mm. Um, but with the monolift, you literally have to be in the, like your ready position, like from the second you're under the bar, because then you stand up, it goes up, then it's down, up, yeah, up, comes forward. So that I always see like the walkout is it's a bit like a, it's priming me for what's about to come. Yeah. It's just like all right, it's a couple steps, get my adrenaline up a bit, you know, yeah. get the big brace and then go. Yeah, monolift me is also like just having the confidence that I'd rack it back properly when I finished the squat and like, it all goes sound and be like, Oh God, what's going to happen? But yeah. Like the yeah. thing I did, no. sorry, go on, go on. Uh, the thing I did prefer there about the monolift is, so obviously you have the, you have the down, um, and then the rack command, uh, I forgot what it's called. Um, but with the monolift, you don't really have that because you stand up and it pretty much comes down straight away and then it just automatically racks on pretty much. Obviously with, whereas with the walkout, he was to stand at the top and then they tell you to walk it in. And like you said, yeah. I, I, when I first did a walkout, I just walked straight back in without holding it at the top. So, Yeah. To be fair, like, I think it's, it's doing some things, just, like previously I was really shut off to trying new things, right? So like, for example, CrossFit, Olympic lifting, I was like, well, I would never do that. It's just not me. But mm-hmm. having done the powerlifting now, I've definitely been much more open to doing new stuff like you know monolift or whatever and like that's why i did the, the boxing things like i yeah. did a little bit at uni but i was like that was completely completely out of my comfort zone so yeah, yeah again i can't wait to go back to the gym but in my head i don't really know how i want to train yet because i might want to do something a bit different like crossfit or, or yeah. olympic lifting because i think what in lockdown i've thought about is just like being a bit more functional yeah so 
I don't know what your weight situation is at the moment, but I've dropped about seven kilos just because I'm not lifting weights and I'm, I'm not eating as much. Oh, really? And I've, I've just got one of those quick metabolisms that just yeah. hard to put on weight, but drops it like, like it's going out of fashion. Um, <laughs> but being this now, I'm probably what, 81 at the moment. Oh, yeah. So being this way, it's just, it's, it's, like, it's easier. It's mm. just easier to get about. Like running is not an issue. Mm. And obviously 90 is not massively heavy, but it was, it was heavy for me, right? So it's it hard to carry that weight. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I want to do something a little bit more functional and like the powerlifting stuff is great because I felt so strong. I was like, you know, in the mirror, I was, I was thick, right? Yeah. But it's, it's like, I was, um, I was just stiff. Like, I was really rigid and not yeah. very agile. So yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get back. Like that, don't you? Oh yeah. And obviously I work at, basically out on a laptop all day so i'm already hunched over all oh, day right. like my shoulders are rounded so yeah it's um yeah it's, especially it's funny enough actually in the powerlifting that got quite bad for me because i wasn't rowing as much or you know bent over rows and whatnot because i was just so fatigued for the deadlifts mm. um so i actually was getting a lot of shoulder pain because everything was rounding forward and then i was going into a heavy bench yeah. and it was just you know just putting so much pressure on uh, my shoulders but um, I think that's just the nature of the beast of powerlifting because yeah. you're putting your body under such stress. Like, it's, you're going to have to pay at some point. How did, how did you find the, the eating for it? Like, did you bulk up for it at all or did you just go at the weight that you were at? Yeah, so the first one was a bit crazy. I was a bit like a deer in the headlights. You know, first competition, I need to be as strong as possible. What's the best way? And uh, so I ate as much as I could, like... Um, I remember, I think it was 93 was my class and I started the prep at about 85, 86. Um, and I, I put on maybe seven or eight kilos in, in five, five or six months. Um, but it wasn't all good weight, right? It was a lot of fat. But I remember like every day I would have chocolate fudge cake, double cream yeah. for dessert, like, and just, and just shove it down. Yeah. And yeah, uh, to be fair though, like, the maximum I've ever like consistently eaten was 4,000 calories a day. Yeah. Uh, and that was you know, when I was 21, 22, but I was, I was a lot more active. Like I was at uni, I was walking around a lot and just going to the gym five, six times a week. Um, so it's easier to do. It still wasn't easy. Um, but now, yeah, I, I still went up, but just in a much dirtier way. It was just easier to get the calories in, but it's not as effective. I don't know. Well, what's your view on like dirty versus clean bulks? Like, I, I didn't see as much benefit from doing it dirty because I was like, I might be stronger. But I'm, I'm fat as hell. Yeah. And I, I don't know if, if, have I put on more muscle than I would have if I clean bulked? I wasn't sure. So see with me. So when I, when I did my first comp, I was 90, 93, 94, I think it was. And in the GPC, there's no 90 to a hundred. It's 83.5 or 85 all the way up to 93. And then it's right. 100 to 110. So there's this massive gap between 93 and 100. And because I was like 94, uh, between like 94 and 96, I thought I was going to be in between a 90 to 100 kilo class, but I wasn't. <laughs> the first comp, uh, I went in and they're like, oh, you're going to have to go into the 100 to 110. Even though I was like 94, 96 kilos, I was like, great. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> Good luck. Because <laughs> I competed at that one. Uh, I then had to compete in the 100 kilo class again. So from, I think it was July all the way to November, I literally just wanted the most disgusting, dirty bulk ever. I literally <laughs> just pretty much whatever I wanted just to get into the 100 kilos. And then after, after that comp, I then 
did another one in the April of 2018. And because I dropped quite a lot of weight, I went down to 96 again. Um, I then had to get back up to uh, being the 100 kilo class. It was easier to, easier to do that and pull the numbers I wanted to rather than drop down and probably not pull those numbers that I wanted to. And I was yeah. so fixated on pulling um, a certain deadlift. I was literally just like eating just to literally just get that deadlift. So I'd literally, I got to the point I was eating pretty much like 3,000 calories a day and then added a Ben and Jerry's pretty much most nights to it as well, just to get it in. Have you, it was, have you seen a Rich Piano video? Yeah. It's, it's it's like, whatever it takes, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely hot. Like the idea seems fun. Like you tell someone, oh, Ben and Jerry's every night. But after a week or two, it actually gets horrid. Like the Honestly. And everything is vile. And like my girlfriend would go to me like, I wish I had your metabolism. Like, how come you're losing weight in lockdown and I'm not? And I'm just like, yeah, but you don't see the other side of it when I'm yeah. like forcing food down. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know, like, if you know Stan Effending, but I'm a big fan of his like philosophy. Yeah. Um, so he's a big powerlifter, like set the world record for his weight class back in the day. I think it was like 2,300 pounds, something like that. Um, and now he's moved into like the nutritional side of, of performance and he's a huge advocate of red meat. Yeah. So because, just because of all like, like he, he always says like what would, what looks better a chicken or a cow? Obviously yeah. a cow's a massive animal, right? You want to be eating that, not the chicken. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I reckon at least a month straight, at least 30 days, I ate beef mints every single day. Oh yeah. So I was like, that's my source of red meat. It's cheap. I like it. I can have it in loads of different meals. And, and you can't believe how sick I got of it after 30 days. But I was just so obsessed. Like when you got that focus, like that first yeah. meat, and I'm just like, this is what I have to do. This and then I'm gonna have the chocolate fudge cake after. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's just sorry. I just say, yeah, it's just crazy. And I don't know if you heard of cream of rice, but I was doing that as well. It's just like rice, but in like a porridge form and it's just oh, you could just like yeah like rice pudding. Like just, yeah it's yeah very similar to rice pudding um but it's just yeah i think it's a bit more american but it's basically yeah massive carbs and you can just like gulp it down in the bowl mm. <laughs> that's just like is this normal <laughs> Other than but, in between sets so me and uh, my old coach tammy we got we got to the stage where we we're like bringing jaff cakes in we'd eat we'd munch on those like in between sets <laughs> sour patches or batches whatever they're called eat on those in between sets and all that yeah yeah is that do you know what i've actually so i'm, I'm a bit skeptical on a lot of supplements and i was always a bit skeptical on like intra workouts i'm yeah. like why why do you need something in mid-workout like you should be yeah. a good time but then i think like it's just another way of getting more food in yeah because like, <laughs> if you if you don't really eat during a workout and let's say you don't want to eat yeah let's you you probably want to have an hour before you work out when yeah. you stop eating so you can digest it right and then so I go home after the gym I'm my appetite's actually not very high after a workout because I need to like let my body calm down a bit yeah so uh, you know when I was back in the bulking days that was that's like three and a half four hours of no eating it's just yeah. like wasn't going to work for me so yeah I got on the intra workouts and then I got um like powdered oats and I would put them in uh, like water and just drink it as I was walking out of the gym yeah. just to get more carbs in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I literally would just bring uh, walk up to the gym, have a bag of sour batches, just munch on those, just do my workout, get the yeah. work to the rush, finish it. I always think like whenever we were doing that and people are looking at them like, 
why is this guy eating in the gym? Or like, <laughs> why is he eating sweets in the gym? Like, it goes so controversial. Like obviously, like people go to the gym to like get fit, be healthy, and then there's just like us sat in the corner just eating sweets, draft cakes, yeah. drinking chocolate yeah. afterwards. Honestly, so some of the like the world's best powerlifters, before their meet, they'll just go and have like a burger and chips and they'll yeah. be like, Yeah, it's carbs, it's energy, like it's all good. It's just like and then they'll go and pull like three hundred and fifty kilo deadlift or something. Yeah. Like, how is that working? But mm. yeah, I think people react differently to food as well. It's like some people can get away with that and then some people's stomachs just get wrecked if they yeah. get on that sort of diet. It, um, it, I'm probably on the on the latter side of that, but yeah. <laughs> I do, I do find like, especially since going to the powerlifting, whereas before I was sort of just training just to try and like typically like just look good. So you're mm. constantly just looking at like calories in versus calories out. And that's yeah. what you really see food as. Then when I went to more of the powerlifting side, I found it so fascinating, fascinating on like what food actually does to your performance. Mm. So like you could potentially like lift just a little bit more weight if you had eaten certain type of food beforehand like if something was a little bit higher in salt or sodium for example your bench can sometimes feel a little bit stronger yeah i, I also like in especially when you know you're pre-comp and you're feeling massive because you're eating yeah. so much food like when you've got high carbs high sodium high water you just feel full as hell yeah and that like when i'm under the bar i just feel much more secure I'm like yeah. well I can lift this weight, you know, it shouldn't be an issue. So, whereas when you, I find that my biggest performance shift is actually when I don't eat enough. So like whether I'm eating 400 carbs or 600 carbs, I'm probably going to have a decent workout because I've got yeah. the fuel there. It's when you go to like a hundred carbs or 50 carbs or whatever, that's when I feel crap. Like yeah. whether it's in the gym or on a run, you know, that's when I know it's a change in my performance. Mm. So as long as I'm doing like three, 400 carbs and I'm, I'm sweet. Like, I can yeah. work on that but when you start to go low is when i have issues mm. I, I think that's why I'm, I'm probably like not very good at your typical cuts like i just lose weight normally but if i really have to like go into a deficit for a long time i'm yeah. not good because my training suffers so much yeah i think i think that's what i hate like most is the whole especially when it comes to cutting is that i just like my strength just starts to just drop down it's like i don't want to do that i like yeah. being strong and feeling sort of like like I'd always describe it as, so when I was competing and stuff, I'd literally feel like bulletproof almost because I was eating so mm. much and all that. And like, I've just felt so full and so, so like stable. Like I'd have the bar on my back. I wouldn't be wobbling at all or anything. Like my core was just solid. My legs were solid. My shoulders were solid. Like that bar was not going anywhere apart from up and down or. Yeah. Also, or, it's just when you like, you put on your, your gym top or whatever you're wearing and it just, it's like razor tight. It's like, cause you feel full. Yeah. And then when you start cutting, it's like up. Uh, this is a bit loose. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to put the same weight on your back. It's not going to work. <laughs> no, yeah. The, it is, yeah. It is nice when you've got like a nice tight, tight top on it and feel full and all that. Yeah. Um, so how did you find the, so converting from powerlifting to boxing? So how did you find that transition? <laughs> uh, hard. Yeah. You know, paint you a bit of a picture. So bulked up to about, I think I got up to 93 or something in the end for the comp. Uh, the powerlifting comp and that was the heaviest I've ever been and you know that I, I felt chunky yeah hard carrying that weight for me and then about my fight was scheduled about uh it was in March so it had been or late March yeah late March so it was just just under four months until my boxing fight so I was going from three to four weight sessions a week and no cardio 
to running as many days as I could in a week, boxing training, and it was just polar opposites in terms of what you could ask for. The one caveat I did have is that I had strength, right? So yeah. if I managed to land a punch, I was gonna I was gonna do okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like you couldn't even believe like even keeping your hands up for your guard, like my shoulders were burning because they're just not yeah. used to all like the time under tension. Yeah. And it's just crazy. And um yeah, even like the running. Like, I've never I've never been a good runner. And you know I've done a lot of running in, in lockdown, but I'm I'm still very new to it. Mm. But back then I I'd never really done running and uh yeah my girlfriend was training for the marathon at the time so she was like oh why don't you come on and run with me and I I, I could do like 2k and I was done like, I was really struggling to get anywhere and um yeah I, lo- I had that laser focus again because I had the date in my mind it's like this is where I need to work to but like you can only improve so fast like, yeah. even you know if I'm running five six seven times a week there's, there's only so fast I can go and um, it was getting to that point. I remember I was, I was four weeks out and it's like, I'm in trouble here. Like if I was sparring, I was having a couple of rounds and I was, I was blowing. Yeah. And, uh, I, um, so I live in uh, Ballam in, in London. So there's a, uh, the next way down is, is called Tooting. And there's like a, an old school, old school bodybuilding gym called Yorkies. And, and upstairs they have a, a boxing gym. Yeah. And I remember I went there and I was like, well, cause like the where I was fighting, like you do a Saturday session and you can do a Monday one, but it was just so far away from me. So I went to this local one, and I and <laughs> they um you know they saw me like a deer in headlights again, and and it's a typical you just we're here to fight sort of place. And I remember I got battered by this guy, and uh, it was just like I'm in trouble here. Like I've been in serious trouble. Uh, and um, yeah, it was a charity boxing fight and. They, it's, it's the biggest one in London, and I think for every fight they get about three thousand fans to come and watch. Oh, nice. So yeah, I was I was there in the arena on the night, and there was absolutely packed stadium. Like my friends and all boxers' friends and just fans of, of boxing were there. Um, so it wasn't a small show, and I was just praying that it went okay. Um, and yeah, I ended up. I was guided. I actually got a draw. I think it was like there was been 20 fights on that card that night and that was the only draw. But yeah, it is really interesting. It's, it's just in, in the same way that trying to take a one rep max in powerlifting is a, is a mental battle as much as a physical. Yeah. Like boxing is the same way. Um, you know, I was, I was so conscious of not gassing out too early. Yeah. And then I think if you go in with that caution, you, you don't really fight at your best because you need to sort of, sort of be on the edge. Yeah. Um, and that's probably why I got the draw, not the win. You know, I was probably a bit cautious at the start. Mm. Um, but yeah, in terms of the transition, like you could not imagine two polar opposite sports, honestly. How do you, <laughs> what was your, how do your eating change like between your powerlifting and then your fighting? Like how much did it change? Yeah. Up? What was <laughs> about it? So get this right. So obviously um, for the powerlifting, I, I was living in London and, Obviously, I could take my own lunches to work and, and I could really control my diet. Um, so in my job, the job I was in at the, at the time, I was a consultant. So I could be based anywhere for a project, um, depending on who the client was. And I got put on a, uh, an Irish bank, a big retail bank out there. So their office was in Dublin. Uh, so every Monday I would wake up at 4 a.m., get on a flight and walk into the office in Dublin um, and I'd get in there before nine and then I would fly back on the Thursday. But when you're out there, obviously I didn't have any 
I didn't have a kitchen. I was staying in a hotel. Mm. So they just pay for your meals while you're out there. So every night I had takeaway for four months up to that fight. <laughs> I'm not even joking you. No jokes. Like I had takeaways every night um, for at least four nights a week. So <laughs> and I was trying to lose the weight and I was just Chinese, Nando's. You know, it's, yeah. It's crazy. And, and like Dublin's interesting because it has loads of delivery places and stuff like that. But like, they're healthy options. I, I didn't really enjoy them too much. And yeah. I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't like fish. So like sushi, wasn't, I couldn't do that. Yeah, you know, it's a bit cleaner. So I was, I was living on the Nando's and chicken thighs and, and rice. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good to live off of. I wouldn't complain. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like, it's I miss it now. But yeah. again, like what we were saying, when you're forcing food down, you having like restaurant food every night for four nights in a row, it gets a bit old. Like because yeah. it's just it's just fat that you're basically eating, and yeah, it gets old. We, we did we did manage to go to some nice restaurants during that time, but a lot of it was you know, delivery in my hotel room, watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. So it wasn't as glam as it sounds, unfortunately. How much did your, how much did your training uh, mix up? Like, were you still like deadlifting and squatting at all? Or did you, um, all that, that sort of so thing? I, so if I had like a three and a half, four month prep for boxing, I kept weight training um, for about two months. Yeah. Uh, so I actually went to a pure gym back then as well. Um, and they had a, a boxing bag there. So I would hit the weights, um, still deadlift, bench, squat, and then hit the bag after. Um, but the, the advice they gave us was don't do many high reps because if you want to box, you don't want to be bulky. Yeah. Um, obviously, Anthony Joshua was the number one heavyweight champion in the world at the time. So I don't know what guide they were on. But um, yeah, so that was fine for me because powerlifting is low reps anyway, right? And I, I like powerlifting, so... Um, I continued to do that style of training for a couple of months, but yeah. it just got to the point where like with all the running, the, the boxing training itself, she didn't have the time to, to lift weights. And it's probably a bit counterintuitive to an extent as well. Nice. So did you, would you ever take any sort of supplements like creatine or anything like that? Did you ever? Yeah. I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm pretty skeptical when it comes to supplements because you know, even now I'm about to launch a supplement brand, I, I'd always say food is, is your, your best bet. And yeah. if you can't get it from food, then then see what's out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Creatine is one, like, I used to take it like religiously back in the day. Um, yeah. But I actually don't take it anymore. Um, but I think, I, I love red meat. Like, I love beef mints. So like, there's creatine in red meat. Um, and again, I'd, unless I'm really going to, try and min max like a competition or something and, I, and I'll, I'll use everything I can to get the benefit yeah. then, then I'll do it but yeah <laughs> even though it's so cheap and easy to take I don't yeah. at the moment um, and again like even pre-workouts like I'm, I'm sure you, you've tried pre-workouts or like a pre-workout but mm. I prefer just a cup of coffee like, yeah. like just it's, it's more natural is I have it in the house it does the same thing for me so yeah I, I, I definitely agree like when I I found when I was trying to, uh, when I started taking creatine, because everyone that I sort of friends with or like trained with, they kind of hyped it up to be this kind of big thing. Yeah. And I, I literally like did not feel a difference. Like I've competed when I've been trying to use it and then competed when I'm not. And I literally felt no different or like yeah. any stronger or any weaker. For me, it was a win. Like, I don't know if you know Steffi Cohen. She's like, world record powerlifter i think she has yeah. 21 world records something like that like 
super jacked as well. And um, she did a Q&A once and someone said, oh, do you take creatine? She's like, no. So I was like, well, if she doesn't feel the need to take it, yeah. then, you know, unless I'm really feeling a, a benefit from it, I don't really need to take it. So, yeah. so, so I don't. And actually, I'm moving more into the, the health benefits and also physical benefits. But like, like, for example, I take a greens powder at the moment because yeah. I, I have actually noticed a massive difference um, in just like digestion is night and day different now because especially if i'm eating a lot of food i've never been great with digestion yeah Whereas this greens powder really helps oh, yeah. um and you know i'm not gonna sit here and say i feel like a new person the next day <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't think any supplement should really make you feel like that you know it yeah. should be a subtle thing right um but yeah i definitely recommend a greens powder to someone um protein i take if, if i need to increase protein for the day um again I'm not fussed about when and where I take it. It's just at the end of the day, I see protein is just uh, like, it's just protein. It's not good. It's not magic. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people get lost. It's like, you know, I was definitely one of those people where I would slam a protein shake after my workout, like the minute it finished, mm. like that's the anabolic window. This is where <laughs> I, 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 this is good. I'm going to get massive off this. And um, it just wasn't the case, yeah. but it is a good, it's a good tool, right? Um, you know, everyone has different tools that work for them and, and and for me, I definitely go down the route that there's less speculation. Like this is this is it's black and white. What this does, you know, mm. protein increases your protein. If you need more protein, take it. Yeah. Um, whereas there's stuff like uh, L-carnitine or BCAAs, where I think is there's a lot more grayness around that area, and 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 a lot of that stuff you can get from food quite easily as well. So yeah, I tend to stay away from those. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like at the end of the day, like they're called supplements for a reason. To like yeah. supplement into your diet, um, you can pretty much get it all from normal food. Um, like you just brought up there about the BCAAs, the thing that cracks me up is, is you know who you know Michael Hearn, yeah. So he's yeah, done a, he's done a video. It absolutely cracks me up. So obviously BCAAs, balanced chain amino amino acids. So he's making this massive protein shake with like six scoops of protein in and then he gets his BC, gets his BCAAs as well and starts putting those in as well while he's while he's making this shake he's got a chicken uh, chicken and rice on the go that he's going to eat just before the shake I'm like what is the point of putting uh, those BCAAs in you're literally getting them all you literally I, I you know Mike I heard I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and talk trash about you know someone all day but <laughs> I, I even saw he was selling like duck eggs or something yeah he was like this is the secret to success it's just uh, and the, you know the whole claims is natural thing i mean i find it very hard to believe yeah he's got an amazing physique you know don't get me yeah. wrong um yeah i'm i'm skeptical of people like that if, yeah. if they don't seem that genuine to me then you know, obviously the bcaa stuff's just, just madness mm. but then it, like we're sitting here on 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 webcam now but he's the one sitting there in, in la with like you know the, the best body you could imagine exactly. and he'll be like well you know <laughs> Yeah, we're just sitting there talking about taking coffees or, or pre-workouts and he's there yeah so i don't know i'm sure he has his own opinions on stuff as well i saying that though like probably the only the only two maybe even three supplements i'd really sort of back would be would be a pre-workout in a sense that it is literally just caffeine almost and like you said you can just get it from a coffee or like an energy drink or even like a sugar-free energy drink um but to me, I kind of find it's that whole, almost like that bro kind of style. Like, oh, you're having your pre-workout before the gym. You're yeah. playing, like it gets you into that zone just to train. Um, so yeah, pre-workouts I do I do back. 
um a little bit and then like you say like with the protein protein powders like they're just there just for easy uh easy source of protein like chuck it into your oats tastes a little bit nicer than chicken sometimes because you can get different flavors and all that stuff uh but then yeah like the things like bcaa bcaa's i just i just kind of think they're just a waste of money yeah absolutely and i think there are more products out there that are useful but we I don't know what you have, but I haven't tried them, but I can see the benefit. And, and one, one example is like a sort of intra workout product yeah. that has carbs in it that may have electrolytes or sodium in it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, especially on a, like a meat where you're, you need sodium all day because you're going to sweat and deplete yourself. Mm-hmm. Like electrolytes, it's just, the science is there to prove that it helps you with hydration. Yeah. Um, and obviously carbs, it, obviously it's great for, for a workout. So, I think there are products out there that I haven't particularly tried yet that would deliver benefit, but there's probably even more products that won't deliver a benefit. Yeah, um, I do. I do believe that like hydration in in training as well, like it's a very underlooked sort of thing. Like people are always it's not, it's not about sexy, protein, uh, pre workout, gym clothes, all that, and all this, but they don't like focus on like the, the the hydration, which it's amazing. Like how much your performance can increase and like how much better you can do just due to your hydration uh, honestly some of the like the biggest impacts on your performance are just not very exciting to talk about and hydration is absolutely fundamental to good performance in my eyes and it's just no one wants to drink four bottles of water every day yeah. or however many you're drinking um but they want to have the nicest gym leggings or the, the, yeah. the best that the gym shark have released but i think another one is is sleep like again, oh, yeah. not very glamorous no. but no, I tell you, you, you sleep every day for five hours a day and go to the gym and then you do it nine hours a day sleep and it is, you're a different person. That's something I feel very strong in actually. So. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But then someone would take their BCAAs and say, oh no, this will make up for it. Oh, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Oh. Um, yeah. To do with like sleep and all that, I found like, so when I was back at college and all that, because Whereas my life wasn't that busy, it was literally like get up, college, go home, train, and then sleep. It's like, yeah, because you can get all that sleep in and all that. Whereas now, a sleep schedule is a little bit all over the place. Um, but in the gym and all that, like I'll be training, and for like example, on a Monday, when I used to get up at like 4 30 in the morning, and I wouldn't go to sleep until like 9 10 at night, sometimes even 11. On the Tuesday, when I go to train, it was absolutely disgusting. Why were you getting up so early? Uh, so I'd have to get to the gym to open up. Oh, uh, really? Christ. Yeah, I chucked on an early on a Monday. Especially after the <laughs> Who have you pissed off? Yeah. Got absolutely snaked by it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then obviously yeah. like, clients and stuff in the evening. So I would finish late, like nine, sometimes 10, go home, right. get up early on a Tuesday, try and train, be absolutely hanging. <laughs> it's just terrible. Yeah. I think it's, it's difficult sometimes when you're not in a routine because like... Uh, there's even loads of science to say being a routine helps, like going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time helps with your sleep. Mm. Um, so yeah, everyone has challenges, but I've kind of grown up in like um, like a YouTube era. So I, like as a 15, 16 year old, I used to love watching YouTubers. Um, and so I still do today. And one guy I follow is Christian Guzman. who's like, him. yeah, obviously everyone's like his biggest fan, right? And, um, but he's like anti-sleep. Not in, like he doesn't never says it's bad for you, but he never sleeps. Like you watch his videos, it's like yeah, I didn't sleep last night. I had a few calls to make. It's like, mm-hmm. cry. Like he, you know, he's 
to be fair, one of the reasons I'm, I'm starting my own brand is like he showed me it's possible, right? Yeah. He, he had no experience in, in, in YouTubing or making clothes, making gyms, but he's done it all. Um, yeah. And I'm really successfully. So fair play to the guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny on that, that sleep note, like he just doesn't sleep. Mm. Like he, but he, sorry, carry on. I say, but he just has that that, that goal where yeah. like that's his focus right now is Alpha Land, where it's getting that yeah. up. Um, and fair enough, like he's and look how hard he's working to get there. Mm. It goes back to what we were saying about the powerlifting or, or that boxing is just once you've got something in your mind. And, yeah, and that's why I'd say to anyone, like, put yourself in a me, like just sign up. Yeah, and you 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 you'll do the work. Yeah, like your mindset changes the second you've got like that fixed date, you've got that commitment. Your everything is just you have to. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, but I 100%. found with with Guzman, like he even dropped his training at one point. Like when um, I can't remember, it was halfway through twenty nineteen. He pretty much just stopped training, almost. Just yeah, as Stan Stan Efferding, the, the guy I was talking about about the powerlifter, when he set up one of his companies, he said he stopped training for a year. He yeah. just didn't have time. Yeah. Uh, so in you know, like I don't actually see working on my business as like a chore. Yeah, I really enjoy it, right? Um, yeah. So, and I'm, I'm sure they're the exact same. So that's why he's happy to do so many hours trying to build his project. Yeah, um, and fair play. I mean, I'm excited to see what happens because I was a bit skeptical when he announced it. To be honest, but um, yeah. he, when he once he sets his mind something, he's, he's pretty good. The the thing that cracks me up though, what he's come out with is the you know the cooler, the cooler. Thing oh, Stan, yeah. But it takes yeah. up like a whole car seat. <laughs> it's, that's yeah, the- I just. <laughs> I saw that and I was a bit like, um, really? uh, where he, he, he pushes it so much and yeah. like the USP keeps your drink cold. It's like, it's massive. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's yeah. Like he straps it in when he gets, <laughs> he drives, he, he straps it into the seatbelt. It's like, uh, I think he's missed a boat on that one. I don't think it's going to take mm. off, but he, he's doing like meal plans now because his, his, his vertical diet, like the red meat is just like blown up. So yeah. Like, um, um Mark Bell, he backs it a lot. Um, yeah, they're really Brian good. Brian Shaw's on it for a little bit. He's stopped now, though. Yeah, um, but so apparently it's because um, a food company approached Brian Shaw and said, we'll, we'll basically pay for your food if you yeah. say you're, so. That, now he just accepts it and gets good food from them, so why not? Yeah. But I know like um, Thor still does it, the, uh, the strongest man in the world at the moment. Also, yeah. the, the mountain from Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> Double life. But yeah, he stills on it and swears by it. Yeah. But like going back to it, like Stan makes all of his athletes sleep with a, a CPAP. So it's like a, a mask. Yeah. And it's basically to reduce snoring because it interrupts your sleep so much. Oh, um, right. and it, amongst powerlifters as well, you get such thick necks. Mm. I, I definitely don't have it. But um, like, yeah, because you put on a lot of muscle and like you, when you're deadlifting, you see veins coming out. You yeah, your neck, right? Mm. Um, but it, that thick necks correlate with bad sleep. So. Mm. As a, as a remedy to that, he, he makes them get a CPAP. Oh, that's um, pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and Thor and Brian Shaw said it's changed their lives. Oh, right. Um, obviously, they are about 400 pounds, so they have a few more issues <laughs> than we do. I mean, that's <laughs> pretty much, they're pretty much just head to shoulders. Like heads, yeah. yeah. Like that, Brian's hands are just crazy. They're, they're massive. Mm. Um, yeah, they're, they're living a, a bit of a different life. It's ridiculous. So... Speaking of uh, setting up companies and whatnot, why don't you go into a bit about yours? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, so it's funny. So obviously we're talking about the supplement side and I've always been a bit sceptical. So I think the last things uh, people who know me would have expected is for me to start up a supplement company. Mm. Um, but the reason I've done it actually is is to provide products that give you benefit, in yeah. my opinion at least. And see, I don't think you'd be, be seeing any BCAAs on my line, <laughs> but you know, we launched with a multivitamin in September. Um, and I'm not a massive multivitamin fan, to be honest, because um, yeah. the problem I see with them is you can probably get 40 ingredients in your multivitamin, um, but it, it's like 5% of your daily intake per yeah. ingredient. So that's, that's not going to deliver you any benefit. Um, yeah. It might, might feel, look good on the label because there's so many ingredients on there. It might make you feel, um, think you're getting, getting some health benefits, but you're probably not. Mm. Um, so in this example, our multivitamin, I think we have 10 products or 10 ingredients in there. Um, and it's like all the core ones that everyone's heard of. It's calcium, magnesium, iron, um, you know, the B vitamins. Um, again, it's, it's not super sexy, but if, if you want an effective multivitamin, that's what we're trying to deliver. Um, and, we, you know, rather than 1% of your daily intake, we're trying to get you 100 if possible. Um, you know, even calcium, which is, is super dense, we, we're getting 30% in there. So, and that, that, you know, to find more than 30% in a multivitamin on the market, I think you'd struggle. Um, so, yeah, we, we literally filled these capsules to the brim just yeah. to get as much value in there. And, Again, it's, it's the brand itself. It's like making the most of every day. Um, and I feel like I, I'm very methodical in the way I work. Like I love a routine. Yeah. I, I love meal prepping. It's just because yeah. that's how I work. And, and this is just another box I can check for the day to like, help me get to my goals. Um, you know, and it was all, I was on a run the other week. Um, and I was just, I felt, I, just, I was like, why am I running so slow? Or why can't I get through that, that plateau where I was getting to? And it was just like, I don't want, nutrition to be the reason why yeah it's so easy these days to get your nutrition in terms of the information's out there if you want to do it buy food um, and you can go and buy the foods and, and meal prep that's fine um, but if you can't then there are products out there that can help you so yeah. so that's what we're trying to do so it is exciting but yeah it's um it, it's, it's definitely something new to me like i, I work in a uh, a fintech bank so it's a startup bank so i have an idea of how to launch products and take them to market um, and all the back end of it, like manufacturing side of it. But I've, I've actually never grown a, a social media platform before. I have a personal Instagram, but it's nothing, nothing to write home about. Um, so it, this is like completely new to me is, is building that Instagram and, and the other socials. So yeah it's, yeah, it's interesting to see how that's going over the last few weeks. No, that, 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 that's exciting, that sounds. So when did, when did you start looking at... Certain- yeah, pro- probably about oh, mid, mid-April maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe later, maybe late April. Um, but basically obviously I'm, I'm working at home now cause, uh, the, the office is shut because of the current situation. Um, I'm not spending as much because there's nothing to spend it on. Um, so I had the time cause yeah, I'm getting two hours a day back from not commuting. Um, so I've, I've got more time. I have more money. So I feel like although there's a bit of a pandemic going on at the moment, it's probably not going to be a better chance for me to try this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always said long term, I don't really see myself working for another company. Yeah. Um, I'd always want to run my own thing. It's just, I think that's the person I am, to be honest. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going for it. Um, in terms of the product, we've got the manufacturing agreed. Um, it's due to arrive at um, our facility or house, really, um, late August, early September. 
product like in terms of graphic design where we're in the middle of at the moment um, and and now it's just more building that presence uh, the brand awareness which is yeah. I mean, i'm sure you're doing something similar but yeah it's definitely new to me but it's bit very intriguing very intriguing oh nice um so other than is there other things apart from more vitamins that you're also experimenting with or looking into? yeah so the, the first product we're going to launch is the multi and, and that's the only product we're going to launch mainly because i wanted to master a product first before expanding the range like yeah. i don't want to be one of those people who pushes 20 different products because you know, how could i how could i be a master of 20 products already I, yeah i think there's there's always some problems you have to iron out with products so yeah starting with the multi and then i'm fairly confident that the second product we'll launch will either be a, a greens type of product like a, a greens powder um or it'll be a, a hydration based product um again going back to that whole water thing yeah. like, i couldn't agree more is is, is the benefit is is massive mm-hmm. um but you'll be surprised how many people fall short on on their on their hydration. So, yeah, whether it's electrolytes, sodium, um, carbs, I, I'm not too sure yet. I have to put my investigation hat on and find the best way of, of delivering value. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely intriguing, and, and hopefully it'll, it'll take off. No, that's exciting. No, I definitely, I, I definitely like the sound of the multivitamins. Like like you say, um, most of them out there, they've got all these ingredients all these different vitamins in them but there's they're literally just ticking a box just to say they have it just obviously then to make more money make people buy them yeah not actually really getting anything from it yeah it is obviously at the face of it i had my own thoughts on the industry but now i'm literally in it um i've done a lot more research and it's crazy how many brands change so give you an example is you know GNC, like the like oh, yeah. supplement, yeah, massive in America. Like, I think it's probably the biggest supplement uh, company in America, um, and they host obviously other companies' products in their shops, yeah. um, a bit like we do here. But companies will actually change their formulas to get into GNC because GNC is known for being quite cheap, yeah. like very cheap to purchase the goods. So in order to make profit, they have to reduce the amount of ingredients in their products yeah so if you if you're getting 20 percent on their website if you go into gnc you'll probably be getting 10 percent of the yeah. and it's just like it, it, why are companies like this i, yeah. I don't understand it you, you're just trying to rip off people to yeah. make profit that's your one goal um and i think going probably more than the youtube error that i've been brought up on is like you look at christian guzman or um there's a couple of others out there they always focus about delivering a good product for the customer. Yeah. And I think that that should be anyone's intention really as a, as an owner. So that's exactly what we're going to try and do. Um, so yeah, start with a multi, maybe a greens or a hydration product down the line. And I think at some point a, a, a protein, pro, protein product would be um, good, but to be honest, there's, there's so many proteins on the market at the moment and they're probably yeah. very good ones out there right now to be honest as well. Yeah. And so there you go. I, I tell you what, I do like the, the question that most people ask is like, oh, what protein should I get? What type of protein should I get? Like, obviously to us, it's just like, you just get either ways, uh, nicely just to have like after your workout, it hits you nice and fast or um, isolate. This, yeah, the slow, the yeah. slow releasing one. Yeah. 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 So, go to bed or something. Casein, yeah. Yeah, casein, there we go. Yeah, yeah. As, um, yeah, to be honest, I just tell people just avoid the really tacky looking brands yeah. like the, 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 the way max 5,000, <laughs> it's just, it's just a load of sugar. Um, yeah. that's all it is. And like, 
you know, the, the my proteins of the world, I'm not saying their products are great. I'm not saying they're, they're awful, um, but they'll do a job. If you want 20 yeah. grams of protein, you're going to get 20 grams of protein. Yeah. Um, and they have about 50 flavors. So I'm sure you can find one that you like. I'll tell you what, one thing I did find pretty interesting. So you know how they do, um, obviously like every standard proteins and then they do like the, the mass gainers and then they do the opposite side and it's, um, it's like a fat loss protein or a weight loss protein or diet one, whatever you want to call it. Um, so some of those ones, the reason the calories are a lot lower is because they've taken a load of the protein out and the sugars are actually really high. So they taste a lot nicer because, um, matrix, you know, matrix nutrition. No, I'm, I'm yeah. not massively familiar with them. So with matrix, they're, their normal protein, just their standard whey isolate. It's pretty good to be fair. Um, and then they've got a diet whey and there's the sugar content of it is so friggin' high. And then the <laughs> protein's been brought down lower than the, the normal one. Uh, but is, like is the overall calorie count lower on the diet? I don't, I, I think it's a smidge lower. Um, yeah. Not by much. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. total marketing. Yeah. Like, smoke and mirrors I, I, again yeah, I, don't, I don't understand why like yeah. why would you want to drop the protein for a diet like it has a higher thermic effect makes you feel full for longer exactly sugar is obviously not good for you yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I don't know that's hopefully something we're not going to be doing anytime soon <laughs> so <laughs> but no that, that that sounds pretty cool all that stuff um anything else at all that you got planned in the mix powerlifting gonna Reckon you jump into another comp at all? I'm going to go back to the gym and see how I want to train. Because yeah. if I want to lift heavy, then I'll give powerlifting a go. But I tell you what, they are a bit random. But my hand is I'm, there's something wrong with it, and it has been for about six months. And um, I did an at-home dumbbell workout here a few days ago, maybe a week ago now, and it's the first time I'd lifted a dumbbell in three and a half months, and it's just hurting still, even though I haven't been to the gym for three months. So. They're going back to heavy deadlifts. I'm not sure how that's going to that's going to roll with the hand at the moment. So we'll see. I I, I have said I, I want to complete a half marathon. Yeah. Um, in the near future, so I, I would like to tick that one off first, and then and then go back to the weights. But I mean, I'm hearing gyms coming open in a few weeks. So yeah, is you know, it? have you got the inside track? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fourth of Ju July. We're getting given the go ahead or not. Um. And then, to be honest, I have no idea what the plan of action is. I, I, because we've um, we had to go in the other day to like do all the social distancing things. Like they posted a video uh, the other day um, for everyone to see, like it's on Facebook, mm. uh, of what gyms now look like. Like uh, benches are all taped off, so you're literally like two and a half meters apart and stuff. Um, so we have. Did you see those glass containers that um, uh, I saw on Instagram? They'd put glass containers all throughout the gym and one person could go in there and have a workout and come out. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's just a breeding room for bacteria, not going to lie. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're sweating everything and someone else goes in, same. It's just going to... Yeah. I, so when I was going to the gym in early March, before this got really shut down, I, I felt it was a bit eerie in there at the time because everyone was like sweating, using the same equipment. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes back, but... Um, I'm pretty sure gyms will still be pretty full. I think people have had enough now and they want to get back to it. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Cause I know with, with, uh, there's going to be like time slots, I'm pretty sure. Um, so gyms aren't getting bad. So you have to book in really. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the yeah. capacity is being lowered, um, in that sense too. Um, 
but apart from that, yeah, I just can't wait for them all to open again. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we got it's a whole other topic, but like, at what point do you just have to say we need to get back to normality? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't. It's not my call to make, but I, I yeah. think at some point we're gonna have to do it. So, yeah. I mean, we can't live live in fear the entire time, and it's it, I, it'll just become like the flu, like. The flu um, was a massive pandemic at one point, and now, now we still live with it. But obviously, there's a vaccine. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens with it. I, you know, hopefully, it works out for the best. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right, Josh. Thank you very much. Is right, it a pleasure? You, pleasure. You wanna? No, nothing. Thanks for having me. Um, been a pleasure. Obviously, get to know you over the last couple of weeks. Um, wish you all the best in the future. You yeah, know, no, this I'm, podcast does all right. I'm excited for you. I wish you the best. Yeah. Thank you again for yeah. up your time and jumping on. No worries, no worries. One last question: um, squat, bench, or deadlift? Which is your favourite? Deadlift. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, yeah. It's just a bit most weight, most adrenaline, always. No, exactly. Love a good deadlift. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you again to everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, if there's any topics or anything like that that you'd like me to discuss then feel free to hit me up with them. And apart from that, thank you again for listening and goodbye.